Welcome to Influence the Podcast. I'm Christine. I'm Lindsay. And in today's episode, we are going to discuss budgeting. A hard topic for very hard most of us to probably talk about, but we're going to give it a shot. But first, it's time for our weekly love and hate. Christine, what is your weekly love? So my weekly love this week is a book that you guys have probably seen me talk about on Instagram a lot. And I feel like this is one of the books, honestly, if we wouldn't have picked all of our books for our book club, I would pick one of these to be a contender or this book to be a contender because it like, it's a book that I've read that has like stayed with me and I keep thinking about it and it's called the grace year. And I'm probably as always going to butcher the author's name because that's what we do. But I believe it's Kim Liggett and I put down notes so I could remember like the basics of this book and why it really grabbed my attention so much. It is about 16-year-old girls in Garner County. They are sent away for an entire year because it said when they turn 16, they have powers, magic that will lure men from their beds and it drives the older women jealous with rage so they believe that their skin like emits a powerful aphrodisiac and the girls some of them have started their period some of them haven't so they believe these girls are like on the edge of womanhood and they're dangerous so they send these girls off into the wilderness completely on their own they're isolated and basically what happens is they go into it like not knowing what's going to happen they're going into the woods for an entire year they have to fend for themselves But it's not really the conditions that is frightening. It's how these women um, deal with the situation. They go crazy. They go against each other. And it really kind of paints the picture of what happens when we as women don't work together and don't support one another. What can happen? So they're supposed to... Yeah, they're supposed to go into the woods and like embrace and release their magic so they can come home at the end of the grace year and be purified and free of their magic and become obedient women. There are arranged marriages and there's like this thing called a veil ceremony. And some women will get a veil, basically an arranged marriage, or some women will have to go and like work in the fields and stuff. There's poachers who lurk in the camp that are waiting to capture and kill these young girls so they can sell their body parts. It's very dark. Oh, my God. It's just an absolute crazy story. But it is the most amazing read that I've read in a long time. Um, I cannot recommend this book enough. Like, it sounds really dark. And when I first – I had seen this, like, in a magazine (laughs) – And I was like, shit, that's heavy. And then I kept seeing a lot of people, like bookstagrammers talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Fucking incredible read. I'm going to have to read that. Yeah, it is so good. So it's really like, you know, about the, these women having magic. I'm putting that in air quotes. um, And men like making all the choices of their, in their lives for them and not having choices. They're not allowed to dream because they say that it makes, you know, their magic powerful and crazy shit. Excellent read. Like 
real is this yeah um, <laughs> is this what's really happening in our world yeah. right now yeah so it's about these women who kind of have to figure out their shit of what happens when you don't work together and you don't support one another and oh, what happens that. when people are making choices for you and you have okay. no say in your life Oh, I'm so interested to read this yes. now. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, that was my love of the week, The Grace Year by Kim Liggett. Uh, yep. Lindsay, what about you? I actually have some books to share too. Um, one of my loves is just, I want to shout out the fall weather. I'm Thank so you. happy that it's yes. here. Um, we like, it is warmer today as we record, but we went from like 96 last Thursday to 70 and we've been in the fifties a couple of days and I'm really just happy. Like, you know, I couldn't take much more of the oppressive heat. So I'm very happy to be wearing my leggings and sweaters and all of that. So, um, I'm happy about fall weather. Yes. And my other love, I wanted to talk about a couple of books that I have loved lately. Um, I've been reading a lot lately. I don't know really why. I guess I've just found some really good books, so I'm finishing them quickly. Um, one is When We Believed in Mermaids. I've heard a lot of talk about this it's book. It's so good. I'm not going to go into really what it's about. Um, I shared it. I will share my like what I read in September blog post on here. I just shared that earlier this week Mm -hmm. and you can read more about it there. But if you're, it's a story about two sisters and all the shit that they go through. Um, one actually faked her death. So it tells you that like in the synopsis. So I'm not really giving too much away, but pick it up. It's such a great read. I also, (laughs) picked this book. It was from my book of the month this month, and it's called Nothing to See Here. And it was not what I expected at all. I thought it was going to be really funny. It was one of the weirdest books I've ever read, but I absolutely loved it. Like I read it in a day. And I want to talk about our October book club, uh, The Whisper Man. I finished it this week and it was amazing. It's probably my favorite book club pick yet. Ooh, awesome. I'm currently reading it right now. So I've heard so many. Yeah, I've gotten so many people that when they see that we've shared it are like, that book is incredible. I really cannot wait to talk about it. I, um, I was scared a little bit like reading it there are some parts that really scared me but there was something in it uh, that I really cannot wait to talk about that I didn't expect so again if you haven't read it I hope you'll join us for this it was truly my favorite one that we've read so Mm -hmm. I hope that you will join us for that because it was a great book awesome yeah so we can move on from our book talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was your hate, Christine? So I'm only going to touch briefly on this because I could spend an entire episode on this. But I was invited to attend a an event by a very well-known beauty brand. And I politely declined because I have kind of taken it upon myself to sit down and think, is it worthwhile for me to attend this event? What is it going to do for my blog? How is it going to help me? Is it worth it? Because half the time, because I live in the suburbs, I have to drive into Atlanta. Traffic in Atlanta is atrocious, especially when the events are like at five o'clock. 
it's horrible. It'll take me like an hour, hour and a half just to get into the city, which I don't live that far away at all. So I declined the event because what they were talking about was just nothing new. And I was honestly kind of like, why are they talking about this? So I did not go to the event, but I saw people who attended and I just kind of had to laugh about it. First of all, they gave the wrong address for the event. (laughs) Oh, my God. And people were going to one area, but it was actually like way farther into the city than where they had sent these people. So I would have been so pissed. Yeah. And then second of all, same thing I see constantly, the people that they invited. They all looked exactly the same. There was not from the pit. And I can't say that like, I don't know 100%. But from the pictures that I saw from the people that attended, I saw no one other than basic like Stepford wife robot looking women. They always. always. And it just angers me because we're still having this issue. And especially in Atlanta, there are so many women of color and different things. And I'm just like, why are these people not being invited? Is it intentional? Are they just not going? I I don't understand like what's happening. But it, you know, it kind of irritated me. And I just see it a lot when I would go to events. So that was my hate for the week. I'm not going to talk a lot about it, but just do better brands, like do better research. And that's another thing with events. I want um, PR to research who they're inviting yes. because a lot of the times the people that they invite, I'm like, why are they here? And I'm not saying that like I'm better than anyone, but a lot of the times the people that they're inviting to these events, you can tell it's just about numbers. It's not about what they actually cover. Yeah, I get really upset about this, because, which, first of all, I'm so introverted that I'm fine not going to a lot. Uh, I have gone to a few things lately, and I always, like, duck out early because I'm just not – it's not always for me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not terribly social, and it's just – it's hard for me to be around a group of women that large who – are a lot most of them are extroverted yeah so I do turn down things but I wish that brands this is goes for events or sponsored content yes. I wish the brands would do their due diligence and we have a very large blogger group in Kentucky in the two big cities Lexington and Louisville mm-hmm. and so many people are left out of things and people who buy followers and do constant loop giveaways are ones that are always invited and I know that they're not getting any return on that because yeah. their following is fake or yeah. they've bought it so it kind of it makes me mad when I'm not invited to something that I think I should have been and I see who was invited and realize that other people who should have been or left out it just it's so irritating to me and you know I don't know if that's ever going to change I don't think so but it's you know brands just like you said they need to do better and I don't know that they ever will quite frankly but and I no, get that I it's a new influencing is still such a new industry that I think it's taking people, businesses, a long time to kind of get caught up with it. But they need mm-hmm. to do better. Like you said, we have a lot of um, a lot of a diverse group of women oh, yeah. who are bloggers yeah, also, and influencers mm-hmm. in Kentucky. And I always see the same, like, five white women yeah. and white women invited to everything. And yeah. it's just not right. So I, I'm with you on that. 
It's very, very frustrating. And for those of you who turn down events and feel bad about it, if it's something that is just like overwhelming to you and you go, but you're miserable, don't feel bad about it because that used to be me. I used to go to almost every single thing that I was invited to because I was afraid to turn down opportunities. Yes, me too. And still a lot of the time when I do go, my anxiety is through the roof. I feel like I'm not worthy of being there. These are just things like in my head. Like it's just complete bullshit that I'm putting on myself. But I do the same thing. A lot of the things I think that bother me the most is when I go to these events, it's the women that I'm surrounded by that cause me so much anxiety. And yeah. I've been doing this for a long time. Like I'm not new to this. But just the way that they can be like so unwelcoming and it's like oh, very yeah. clickish. Yeah. I don't know about yours, yeah, like, but Atlanta oh, yeah, is yeah. very clickish. It has caused me to just say, I'm not going. I'm not putting myself through that. I'm not going and driving all the way into the city. I, I mean, like in the one that I declined, like it was for a product that's not even new. It wasn't even holiday or anything. That's weird. And I mean, I wrote them back and politely declined and said, you know, I'd love to work with you on, you know, some holiday features or something like that. Some newer products. I just, I don't know. It was kind of odd, but that was my hate. It's something I'm probably never going to stop talking about. I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, Does it bother me when I don't get invited to events that would be beneficial for me? And it is regarding like what I actually cover of course but I've just kind of had to like whatever yeah I mean it is what it is as my mom would say there's it's it's not gonna change no it's I don't have much faith that it will either but no we can keep talking about it (laughs) (laughs) so Lindsay what was your uh weekly hate I have a lot of hates this week, but I'm <laughs> going to try to focus. I really wanted to talk about uh, the Supreme Court case, um, and I, t- I took it off my uh, Google. Um, I was going to talk about some of the cases in front of the Supreme Court this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I will share that link later. I'm not going to go into it because there's so many layers to it. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the Ellen George Bush thing, but yes. I'm going to get that started. That's actually a hate for me. But <laughs> um, I just kind of on this topic of influencers and bloggers, I someone shared last week a blogger that had said um, that her daughter had been taken or kidnapped. And it turned out, thank God, that she wasn't, she was found safe within the home. <clears throat> And I mean, I would have been, I don't have children, but I would have been completely panicked just like she was. Oh, completely. To come home um, at night and see your child on her bed, I would obviously panic. But this woman kind of took to Instagram and kind of got everybody else in a panic and said, my daughter has been taken and all of this. And like I said, thank God she was found inside the home safe. Um, once they got police involved and all of that. Um, and so then the next day she came on Instagram and kind of explained what had happened. But this same woman shared a picture of her other child who was maybe like a year old. Uh, the picture has since been taken down. Um, he is dressed in like a full like Native American headdress. and Very elaborate. Yeah, very elaborate. Yeah. Paint. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. I don't know the context of why he was dressed that way. 
Um, I don't know if it was a birthday or if I think it was a birthday, but I could be, I could be completely wrong. I only caught like the very end of this story. So I don't know a lot about it. Me either. Um, But, but I did, I did see the picture. Okay. Uh, You know, I've seen a lot of this lately and we have got to think before we post shit and be sensitive to other races and other cultures I don't understand what we're doing. I can't imagine thinking that that was okay and posting that. Mm-hmm. And then she has since deleted it. I'm sure she got some backlash, which is why she deleted she was, it. She was posting like some of the responses that people were sending to her. And she's like, I'm going to do better. This is a learning experience for me. Like, I don't think she had any ill intentions no, no, towards it. But it's like, it. it's- we've got to do better. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm learning every day, too. I want to continue learning about how I talk about people. And like I said, different races and different cultures. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of learning to do. I think we all It can do. be overwhelming. It is. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that we should all want to do better and learn about everyone else, not just be so insular and yes. self-involved, <laughs> I guess. Um, that's kind of my hate for the week because I've seen this a couple of times. There was a um, a big blogger who had like a Mexican-themed birthday party for mm-hmm. her child and she yes. got a lot of backlash over it. <clears throat> um, and her response was, well, my housekeeper nannies are Mexican, so I didn't. Oh think my offensive. gosh! This is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. <sighs> I, um, yeah, uh, white women. We all white. Do we. <laughs> I mean, it's it's honestly the truth. Like white women just keep fucking up over and over yes. again. Like I don't yes. know what else to say, but it's the truth. I mean, I know a lot of people don't do it with ill intentions, but we have no. to be better and we have to think about things before we do them yes. and this goes for everyone not just white women but we we need to do better <laughs> like i saw the picture of the child and everything and my first like my first thought was why like how why um so yeah i i'm with you on that one <clears throat> yeah, I, I like we i know we talked about it before the episode started and i wasn't sure what my hate was going to be um we can't do better if we don't start Educating ourselves. ourselves. Exactly. And that's what I try to do. I have a long way to go on everything. I will never come on here and say, I know everything. I'm never going to lecture anyone because there's a lot that I have to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the ways we can learn is by listening to others uh, and not just going in thinking that you're right about everything and that you know everything. And I'm telling that to myself too, not, not to just you i have to do that myself so try to listen to others um do some research and you know be careful about what you post (laughs) and i just had like the quick uh, thing about the mom with you know the missing daughter i just had questions on how it was like she was automatically thinking she had been taken and i get it like you're a mom your child is missing i would go into a dead shit panic i don't even know how i would react i just thought it was odd that instagram was involved in this whole thing it was very odd to me i don't know the specifics of this um so i don't want to like say that i know everything and all that because i I know what you're saying 
But I just like when someone actually had pointed that out to me, I just had so many questions. I do too. And like I told you, I told Christine before the episode started that when my brother was young, he's going to be uh, 27 this year. So this was a long, it was a while ago. It was before social media. Uh, we couldn't find him and we were all like yelling his name. He's the baby of the family. We were in a panic we were crying, yelling his name, getting ready to call the cops. Like we're searching around the neighborhood and he was asleep on the couch. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) had, we had checked in there and somehow didn't see him. So I do understand how this happens. Like it can totally happen, um, especially if they're asleep and not answering you. Yeah. Um, But like you said, my first reaction is not going to be, I better take this to Instagram and say that my child has been taken from their bed. Exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, we don't have to put everything on social media. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, you know, you can use some common sense sometimes. And I don't know, like, I I, I don't want to come for her. I don't want anybody to come for her. You know, I don't know what I would do in that situation. And maybe she was but. doing it because she did have a rather large following that yeah. maybe, you know, to use that audience, you know, to right. her benefit. I don't know. The, the whole thing was just odd to me, but. I would I wait, I guess, until the cops had told me that they suspected she yes. had been taken before I make everybody else panic, I guess. Yeah. What I'm trying to say. Because it was being shared and everything. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. just she posted. Like, people were sharing it on her behalf yeah. and everything because they were genuinely concerned about the welfare of this child. Yeah, of course. So that's where I'm kind of like, okay, I have questions. I have questions, too. Yeah. I, um, like I said, I'm not – we all make mistakes, and I'm not going to – shame a mom for how they were not at all my niece is six I would probably be in such a panic like I can't Mm -hmm. it makes me sick to my stomach yeah but sometimes I think that we do things that aren't maybe in our best interest Yes. You know, I don't know. We can move on from that because I could talk about it forever, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Thing. But yeah, you guys get the gist of what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. So today we are going to be talking um, about finances and budgeting. And I will be honest with you that I have been, I'm not going to say nervous to record this episode, but I've also been like, shit, like this is such a, it's a hard topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I will admit, and I want to put this out there, I in no way feel like I am a professional at all when it comes to any of this um we'll get into a little bit maybe like our history with money i think that we're going to talk about like what works for us and what other people say works for them this isn't to say this is what you should do um it's all trial and error what works do your research for you and vice versa um so i sent out like a little form for people to fill out when it comes to um, the topic of budgeting and finances. And we got a lot of responses. Um, The one thing that I will say that really shocked me was the amount of debt that people are in. Um, And it wasn't necessarily because of credit card debt. It was mostly because of student loans and all of that. So like some things on the forum like that kind of shocked me. Um, And we wanted to kind of put this as I am married How are Rob and I handling our finances and how are you and Jason handling your finances? Um, I know some people had messaged me like I'm really curious to see how people, you know, 
do it differently. Yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about that also. Um, do you want, we can go in and talk about like what we do personally, and then yeah. we can read through some of the responses that we got. Do you want to start? Yeah, I can. Okay. Um, I did get a question like about, you know, how we handle finances in our households. We keep everything separate. Uh, we both have our own checking and savings accounts and we will always keep it that way. Uh, if we get married, have kids, we will always have separate accounts that work mm-hmm. best for us. We have very different jobs and like I get paid twice a month. Like I know my paycheck is coming. He right. works for himself. He has several different businesses that he owns. I can't like that's too much chaos, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. It works best for us to keep it that way. Um, we do split household expenses down the middle and generally take turns buying groceries and things for the house. Um, our grocery budget is usually what gets out of control. I'm an overbuyer. I, I hoard certain things like <clears throat> detergent and paper towels and like canned goods. Like I probably have like 15 cans of beans <laughs> right now. Um, I'm an Enneagram six and I'm always preparing for disaster. So if you, if we have a disaster, like a I'm coming to your disaster, house, come to my house because I have enough like beans and tomatoes to keep us fed for a long awesome. time. Awesome. Um, I know to the penny, like how much my bills are and what I'll have after each pay cycle. And I kind of plan accordingly from there. Um, again, we need to get better with our grocery budget as that honestly, after bills, that's like where the majority of our money goes. I I think that's my fault. Um, (laughs) We do, I will budget for certain things like nights out, uh, big purchases. And I use, uh, it's called digit. It's an app and I'm going to link this and it's a, it is an affiliate link, but it's just that you get $5 and I'll get $5. So it's I know a lot of people who use that. I am obsessed with it. It has completely transformed my budgeting and saving. And I've just been using it since April. Um, So I have set up different accounts. Like I have an account set up for like beauty products like skincare. I have one set up for Christmas. um, One set up for like nights out. Because we like to do like we'll take like a weekend away. So do like a hotel, uh, you know, kind of all that. Um, mm-hmm. I have one like that's an emergency, um, emergency funds. There's like a rainy day fund. So I have all these different things set up, set up and the app actually saves about 10 to 20% of my paycheck without me doing a thing. Wow. And that has always been very hard for me because I will spend like my entire paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I would be like, oh, I've got this much money. Well, I'm going to go shopping or I'm going to do this. And now this saves my money for me. So some days it just takes out like $5. Some days it'll take out 100 But the way I've calculated it, it is about 10 to 20% of my paycheck. And it gets divided mm-hmm. between all of the accounts that I have set up. So it's a great tool if you have trouble saving. Because it it literally does it for you. And it tracks like your pay schedule and how much you spend and your bills. So it's not going to automatically take out like $100. 
Um, right. It really just depends on your salary and how much goes out for different things. So I really like using that. That, like I said, has it has really transformed um, my spending. And we have had like a very expensive year. Um, I had a root canal. I've had to spend a ton of money on my car lately. And I had all this money put back from the app that I was able to pay for all those things, which is, that is so rewarding to me. So helpful. Yeah, Yeah, it it was great. It was like, oh, I have all this money saved. So Mm -hmm. I was able to pay for that. Um, Stepping back from social media and taking these breaks has helped me with spending as I don't feel like sold to all the time. So Mm -hmm. that has helped me save more too. And we are both adamant about living within our means. That's not a dig. I haven't always like done that. Um, we both drive older vehicles and we don't really make big purchases. And our um, home, like our house is so inexpensive. That's one of the reasons we haven't moved yet. Cause we're like, do we really want a big mortgage? Mm-hmm. Um, so we live pretty cheaply. Uh, we're very lucky. Um, that's kind of what we do. I, and like I said, Digit has helped me a lot. I don't really follow a budget outside of that, but I've gotten a lot of ideas from people once we ask them. I'm like, oh, I want to mm-hmm. talk about that, but we'll go into those here in a bit. But yeah, what about you? How do you guys handle things? So I will say that I'm completely different than Lindsay. Where I'm glad to have a different <laughs> perspective, though. Oh. Man, I'm just going to lay it all out here. Like, I will admit, growing up, I grew up in a very, very poor home. It was a single mother raising three children. We were lucky to have a roof over our head and food on the table. Like, I honestly don't know how my mom did it. So I think I have some issues that stem from that of being, and one of our um, listeners talked about this on the form that she filled out. I still have a part of that poor kid in me who couldn't have certain things. And now as I'm older and we have more money available, that's a struggle for me. So Rob and I have been together for a very long time. And even before we got married, we had a joint account. Um, I've never had like a, let me think about it. Let me rephrase this. For all of our expenses and all of that, we have a joint account. We have joint credit cards. We have a joint savings account. It's been like that for a very long time. I have a separate business as I am, you know, I work for myself. So that's a little tricky. But Rob is the one with the steady income, just like you said about yourself. I am basically like Jason. I never know what's coming in because, you know, I never know when I'm going to be getting paid for certain things and all that. So we have one account. Rob is the person who handles all finances. And that was, I had no issues with that. Um, It's because he's just so much better at money than I am because he is a planner. Like we use, um, and I'll be honest, I've never even logged on. Like I've seen him use this. I just have, I've never done it myself, but we use Quicken. Okay. And it keeps track of all of our bills. He can tell me from like a year from now, like what, how much money we're going to have on like 
December 20th or something of next year. Oh like it's, it's crazy. So if you are looking for something to keep track of bills, that also helps with, um, there's like a debt reduction plan involved if you need to use it. You can like transfer money um, to pay bills automatically. You can transfer money into savings account. Um, there's a great overview of spending and it breaks it down by category. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who's really into seeing like where all your money is going and working on a debt reduction plan and such, Quicken is a really awesome tool to use. Um, and Rob pays all of the bills, you know, like himself. We have one account. We have one savings account at a separate bank. It used to be as a credit union where our car payment was from, but we have paid the car off now. Thank God. (laughs) Literally celebrated when that um, bill was done. Oh, I bet. We uh, transfer in typically. Rob gets paid on the 5th and the 20th of every month or like right around that. We will typically, what we aim for is to transfer $1,000 every paycheck into the savings account. It does not always happen. Right. And lately there has been a lot of extra expenses. So we also have a financial planner who works with Rob on um, like savings account, investments, all of that kind of stuff. I will be honest and say I do not understand a lot of that and I don't try to understand a lot of it. Mm -hmm. I just know a certain portion of Rob's um, paycheck goes toward different things as far as our future. For me, being an entrepreneur, that's a little more difficult. Um, There are times when I have a lot of sponsorships, and there are times when I don't have many at all. So as far as our future, right now, that extra money is definitely probably coming more so from Rob. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as the banking, totally um, together. We have a together credit card. We do each have our own credit card. We try to pay with credit card all of the time and pay it off only because of getting rewards, miles, things like that. A lot of people do that. We have in the past um, had a lot of medical bills. Mm -hmm. When I was going through infertility and everything, when you go to the doctor and you don't have coverage for it, they make you pay that day before you even go in the back and see the doctor. That's crazy. And for us, like I was sometimes going three times a week. Yeah. So my doctor was also considered a specialist. My husband works for a small company, so we don't have like – we have good insurance, but we don't have great insurance. So our copay was like $100 a pop every single time on top of – what I was having done, I had to pay for that day. So we got into some major credit card debt because of medical bills. And at the time we were like using different credit cards to pay for different things. We were doing whatever we could at that point because we wanted to have a child. So we actually ended up utilizing like one of, um, I don't know what they're called, but like where you combine all of your bills and they give you a lower interest rate. Um, to pay off. Mm -hmm. So we used um, SoFi, I believe. Okay. And it basically like, let's say, I don't know what ours was. Let's say your interest rate was like 22% and you have like all these different credit cards and you're paying all of these different fees. 
they would hopefully um, offer you a way lower credit card and there wasn't an origination fee. So you could pay off these credit cards and then just pay them a monthly, you know, for whatever you took out the loan for. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I did the same thing, um, but like added in like student loans and all that um, just to have like one monthly payment. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like the interest rates were high and I just couldn't mm-hmm. keep track of all these like different payments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I, it can be so overwhelming, stuff, but it was just like, Oh, well I have this, you know, I get paid on the 15th and 30th. So mm-hmm. like, I have this, um, chart, you know, it's like, okay, this comes out. I need to pay this on the 15th. I need to pay this on the 30th. So that was just easier for me, <clears throat> honestly, to kind of keep track of it all better right yes um i'm not like i who loves paying bills but no one does i'm really just not i've never paid anything late i'm just not Mm -hmm. organized or i get busy doing other things and i was kind of like worried um you know every month like oh i'm afraid i'll forget to do this so i just kind of write everything into one we did it because we were able to get a lower interest rate and i did that and It also helped improve our credit because we were able to pay off all of those. Because, you know, when you have a credit card and you're paying, you know, these high interest rates, you're never paying off your credit card, no matter how hard you're trying. So we have had a lot of debt from that. And, oh, it angers me so much. But that's another topic for another day. But one way that, you know, we handle bills is Rob will look into um, Quicken to see like, okay, we have our phone bill coming up, you know, we had our car payment, all of that. We will pay those bills and get those all taken care of. Even if they're not due until like sometimes the next paycheck will pay ahead. Like he gets paid on the 20th, but the bill is due on the 19th. We'll pay it on this paycheck. So on some, yeah, I do that some, too. some part of the month we'll have less money. And then at the end of the, you know, it just depends. Yeah. But um, we sit down, pay every single bill or whatever that we have in that time period. And then we have, okay, we have this much money available. If we use it, it's gone. And <clears throat> that's after putting money in savings and everything. So I don't necessarily have like a budget in place, but I'm trying to be better because like I said, I can be quite a spender. Yeah, me like, too. I am very influenced very easily. And my husband is the exact opposite. I say this all the time. He literally could never spend a dollar and be perfectly content yeah. as to where I'm browsing Nordstrom online. I'm looking at Sephora. Yeah. I have to be really aware of it because the money can go so quickly without you it even does. realizing it really it. does so in our house i have elected rob and i was totally okay with him taking charge of finances mm-hmm. because i'm afraid that if it was left to me we would be fucked i've told Nathan the same thing and i'm like I'm like, you can take them over. I really don't care. I mean, we don't have anything together, but I'm like, I don't like, I'm so bad at this. Like I never was taught anything about money. Um, Mm -mm, Me either. I wasn't. And so when I've been out on my own since right after college and, you know, navigating student loans when you're 22 years old, like I started paying on them then and, you know, buying a car um, credit cards. I just didn't, I had no financial literacy. 
I had no idea. I mean, most people don't. And I wish that I would have known more. Um, I'm better now. You know, I'm learning as I'm hitting my mid thirties, but you know, you can get in trouble very easily. And I remember like on, not to cut you off, but I remember like on college campus, like all the people coming up to you for credit cards, like, Hey, do you want a credit card? And you're like, shit, I'm so broke. I have no money. I have books to pay. I'm hungry. You're like, yeah, sign me up. Let's do this. And like, I remember like going to the mall, like, Oh my God, I can afford to buy something now. This is amazing. And you don't really understand like what you're doing to yourself. So I wish, and a lot of people also on the form that our listeners filled out said the same thing pretty much no one um felt prepared for handling finances as an adult so we definitely are not alone on this no and i'm glad to hear that because sometimes i feel like a uh, dumb dumb like how do i not know you yeah. know this like my retirement or 401k like that still confuses me and i have not, no it's so confusing yeah, i'm not a math money person whatsoever I'm a writer. Like I say all the time, like God could not, he had to only give me one thing because, <laughs> you know, it's okay. He did not give with both hands, um, which I'm fine with that. Um, and I've got myself on a better track now, but like in my, <clears throat> pretty much through my entire twenties, it was just like a free for all because I just didn't know. I didn't Same. understand. Like the fact that I had money to go out drinking on Thursday was incredible. (laughs) Like, I mean, you just don't understand and you're not aware of what you're going to be doing to your future. And I think that budgeting and dealing with finances can be really frustrating. It is. And a lot of people, um, some of our responses were the price of everything continues to rise, but the wages and salaries haven't seemed to caught up. Our paycheck just doesn't seem to go as far as it used to. A lot of people said there's never enough money, unexpected emergencies, which constant. I mean, like That's I feel like for time. us, yeah, it's constantly That's anymore us too. It, and it's always, I, it's always going to be something like that. Oh, always that never goes away. We just have to learn to prepare for it better because, like I said, I had an unexpected root canal on a tooth that I'd already had a root canal on. Oh, I gosh. had to replace all this like maintenance shit in my car. Um, Jason had surgery you know we had stuff go wrong in the house like it's always something we've replaced all of our um my god like our stove all of our appliances appliances. Mm -hmm. we had to replace our stove our refrigerator and dishwasher all in January this stuff (sighs) always happens and it happens at once and yeah it is very difficult when you already kind of live paycheck to paycheck to have the means to do that. That is why I really have loved the digit app, not to keep harping on it, but it, for me, someone who is not good at saving someone who struggles with money, it, it, I don't have to think about it. And that's why I like it so much, I think. And isn't that they recommend having six months put aside yes. of your a house salary. or mortgage yeah. your, or your or salary? Yeah, Is it yeah. six months? I think it, okay, yeah. of your bills, whatever, six months. It's something. something yeah. <laughs> you should have um, it. Um, some other comments, um, the most frustrating part is not being able to splurge on ourselves or others as much as we would like. Unexpected expensive. Um, I get very impatient waiting for every payday. I am struggling with want versus need and putting into place limits that navigate those two things. That's a struggle. And I think yeah. too, um, 
the person who said that they wanted to be able to like treat themselves more and all that. Mm -hmm. I know with social media, one of the things that kind of stressed me out, one of the reasons I wanted to take a break, you see some of these influencers and bloggers who just like nonchalantly are buying this $8,000 bag or this $2,000 pair of shoes. And you're like, well, shit, I'm struggling to pay bills this month. Yeah. And that can get – that can make you feel bad. Um, it can make you uh, have comparison issues. And, you know, I've struggled with that myself. It's like, how are these people affording this life? I think it, it puts us in a weird position as – and I'm not – I hate the word influencer. You know I've said that before. <laughs> but I really do, like, as a person whose job it is, I talk about products and different things – I really find myself struggling with that more and more because I don't want to make anyone feel like shit that they can't afford right. something that I'm no, posting about. That. And it's a weird balance because not everyone is going to be able to afford everything, you know, the people are putting out. I mean, there are things that I see. I'm like, how are these people going to like Bali on every other Tuesday? Like, what am I doing wrong? And Rob and I are in no way like struggling at all. Oh, and I don't say that no, as a place, but I'm like, how are the how are these girls doing it? I worry, and I think that too. with social media, that happens a lot. Like we get on there and we're like, okay, you're doing like all of these try-ons and everything. I mean, half the time they're probably not paying for them, but how are you affording all of this shit? What yeah. am I doing wrong in life that we can't afford this? And I think at the end of the day, I just kind of what I've come to the conclusion in my head is we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. No. Never. And our priorities in life might be different. Yeah. And I have had to take a step back and just say, I'm thankful that we can pay our bills. We don't struggle with that at all. Mm -hmm. um, we always have a full fridge and pantry. Um, we can afford to take care of our cars and have surgery if we need it or get our tooth taken care of if we need it. And I've really had to just start practicing gratitude. Like, I want to move. We have been talking about this for a year since I got this job and we're just not, we live so cheaply right now that some of the, the houses like that we've looked at, we've kind of faced some sticker shock and it's mm -hmm. made me feel like, Oh God, I can't, you know, I'm ready to go. And, um, I felt really shitty about that sometimes, but then it's like, we also, we have rental property, like quite a bit of it. Um, so that's like our retirement. But that also means right now that I'm not exactly in the place to buy maybe the house that I want. Right. But we have that. Um, so I have, we have a lot. We're very privileged and very fortunate. And, but it, you know, I still struggle with that wanting more, more, more. And it's it really difficult. And it's, I feel so silly because I'm so lucky and I have everything that I need plus a lot that I want. So I've had to really kind of have, take a look in the mirror and tell myself to stop being ungrateful because mm -hmm. I mean, my God, you know, it's so silly to want some of this shit that these other people have. And um, I know that we all struggle with that, but really just take it like i said take a step back look in the mirror and say look i can do this we have food um we can go to the doctor these are so many things that we take for granted that mm -hmm. other people cannot afford yeah and i didn't mean to go off on this tangent it's okay <laughs> this budgeting um podcast but that is something that i've really had to come to terms with lately 
Um, one of our uh, listeners said that she struggles at time with keeping up with a budget. She said, when I'm not prepared or have a plan, I seem to spend way more than I need to. I'm better about shopping online because I won't spend more money as if I would, if I would walk into a mall or store. Instagram can be a struggle for me seeing the new, 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 the sales, the swipe ups. I don't need it all and remind myself of that. Yeah. That's why I was happy to set these screen limits because I was doing the same thing. It's like, yeah. here's this sale that's going on. And, you know, you think, well, I need to shop that, you know, or you see something that you want, something that's cute. And it, it is easy to get caught up in that. I, I do the same thing. And I think where I'm different than my husband is, oh, my God, oh my gosh, that's cute. And it'll like stick in my mind. I'm like, I'm just going to get it. It's like a $40 sweater or something. Yeah. My husband would not get it. Yeah, he would say, "Yeah, it's way. cute," but he'll talk himself completely out of it. Yeah, and in some ways, I wish I had a little bit more of that in me. Me too, because I see him never enjoying all the hard work he's doing, and he'll constantly say, "Well, I'll get something for you," or you know, we have all these other things to spend money on, you know, yeah. which is true right now. Right, but. At the same time, I want him to be a little less of that because I want him to be able to enjoy himself sometimes. Sure. I mean, you can't you can't take it with you when they when you go, as they say. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a healthy balance there. Do you think that you are good at like, do you have when you go to the grocery store, like, do you have okay? I have like one hundred and fifty dollars to spend or do you just go to the grocery store? (sighs) I just go to the grocery store and I really for me. it's better about that because like I said earlier, that is where a lot of my budget goes to hell. Like it's just the two of us and I spent Eating like $200 at the store last week Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff I already had, like I'm not good at like keeping of like taking inventory, I guess, of what we have. And, you know, I am an overbuyer, as I said earlier, um, so I'm always just buying like the same shit over and over and then it's like oh two hundred dollars and yeah um, that's a big struggle for me i've got to follow a better like meal plan and i'm gonna link um becca um becca yes Mm -hmm. Um, i'm gonna link her she has a blog post about meal planning and like how to spend less at the grocery um because i think that will really help me and it will probably help some of you too who struggle with that yeah, it's a really good post. And she's a good one to follow because she also has a daughter. So she's if you're looking for someone, you know, parenting and all that, she's a good one to follow. But um, I struggle with groceries because if I just go into the grocery store without a list, I will come out spending so much money that like when I get to oh, the yeah. checkout, I'm like, how did I just spend that much money? So lately what I've been doing is I have been coming out with my meal plans and then I'll order my groceries for pickup. That way I'm not going into the store or even delivery. I'm not going to the store. I'm not getting sidetracked by seeing other things like, oh, well, he would like that or yeah, oh, that looks right. good. That has helped me a lot, but I still need to be better about it because I'm the worst when it comes to like going and shopping with a budget. I am too. Um, I, I do like click list has helped me a little bit because mm-hmm. like you said, I don't have like that impulse buying. Right. I kind of just can follow a list, but I still do spend quite a bit because again, I just have like this overbuying issue. Like I don't want to run out of anything. I'm the same way. Yeah, it's really hard um, to break that cycle. I went just recently went through like our pantry and everything and cleaned out 
everything. So I actually had an idea of what I have, what I need, like as far as spices and like random things like that. I freak out if I don't have like everything on hand. Me too. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the, I'm the same way. That says something about our personalities there. Yes. <laughs> um, one of the questions I asked on the forum was, did you go into your relationship with a significant amount of debt? Were you open about it with your partner? And honestly, every single response but two said yes. And most of them were, we both had debt. Yeah, we both have it too. And mine is primarily student loans, I think. This age group, the ones who listen to our podcast, I would say that most of you can identify with that. Yeah. Um, that is a huge chunk of debt for most of us. And, you know, I'm I feel like we'll not paid off yet. I feel like we're never going to pay off our student loan. Debts. I feel the same way about that. And I know like Rob has talked about um, in the past, like, you know, getting his master's or whatever, but he's like, in all honesty, I'm already so in debt. I don't know that I want to add that much more right. like when it comes to student loans because that would be even more on top of what we already have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really I, sad I, if you think about it, like when it comes to our education, that that's like we're going to school to better our lives and we're leaving broke. Yeah, like we're the, leaving with so much debt piled onto us. And it's the job market has not been great. So I graduated in 2007. I graduated mm-hmm. right before – the recession in 2008 and so you can imagine oh my gosh I got very lucky compared to most of my friends because I got like a state job like almost like within six months of graduating and I mean I'm not there anymore but I you know you're just very underpaid and underemployed Mm -hmm. So you have this degree, but now what? Um, That's why it's so hard to pay off those loans. Yeah. I mean, on top of we're trying to pay off the credit card loans that we had while we were in school because we were broke, (laughs) we're also leaving with student loan debt. And then like when we're trying to get a house, we're trying to buy cars. Like it's almost like we have set ourselves up for disaster and like no one is doing anything about it. I mean, kind of trying to stay afloat. Yeah. And that's really, really difficult. Um, We've kind of have put like a little bit of a budget in place and I need to be better about following it. Um, We would like to save more money than we are, especially for like travel and different things. But it seems like there's always stuff that's happening that like, okay, we have to go into our savings again. And that was something that a lot is never. And a lot of people, that was the one thing they said. I feel like there's something constantly popping up where it takes away our savings and we have to start all over again. that's, That's life. I don't, you know, that's what I've come to find out because we've had that one of those years. But then mm-hmm. I think, oh, well, a couple of years ago, we had to replace our HVAC, you know, so it, you're always going to have these things that pop up and we just do the best that we can to prepare, but don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. That's all you can do. It's funny. Um, someone put on the comment, adulting sucks. That is all. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, I know a lot of people, they're kind of like on the like you're either one way or the other a lot of people do not use credit cards whatsoever they only I use so cash i wish that i would be like that um i it's so easy to use them even now um and i try now i just like i'm adamant just for an emergency uh, yeah. or like if we plan a trip 
like we'll book things on that but we don't really travel mm-hmm. that much lately but that's really the only uh, reason that we use them now so you guys have separate credit cards correct yeah oh everything is separate. okay yeah so how does that work then like if you are traveling and you're putting the hotel like does one of you just cover the hotel one of you covers something different no so one of us like the last time that we went I think I covered the hotel and he like Mm -hmm. bought like all of our meals and stuff. And before, like we bought like a trip, like on Expedia or whatever, Mm -hmm. I put it all on my card and we split it. He just gave me like cash. So that's like, we've literally split everything like that. Uh, We try to keep it fair to each other. Um, Mm -hmm. When we go like on our uh, family trip, like with my family, my parents pay for the house. Um, That Mm -hmm. is their gift to us. And we um, take turns like buying dinners and like gas. We literally Mm -hmm. split things like down the middle. And I know that doesn't work for everyone, but that just, like I said, works best for us. And we try to keep it fair on everything. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't make the same amount of money. Um, But again, like, you know, being working for yourself, being oh yeah, like you just never know when those paychecks are going to stop coming. Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes you're harassing PR <laughs> yeah. to pay you. <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. Um, I mean, it's not like, an, I know exactly what's coming five. in for Rob. Yeah. So with us, it's totally different. How, yeah, so we're, you know, he will make more than me in most years, um, but you just never know. So, um, but we just keep it, we try to keep everything fair by splitting it. I'm just very... Mm-hmm. Like, I like having my own account, my own stuff, and he is the same way. We're both, like, very independent in that way, and it just works best for us to keep things. Do you guys discuss your purchases? Like, before you, like, buy skincare, do you say, hey, Jason, I'm going to – I have – and again, a lot of you are maybe not going to agree with this, but I go to work every day, and – that is my money, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we – we set, we um, split bills, we split groceries. I'm never going to do something that's going to put us in financial trouble. I'm not going to spend all of my paycheck on shit for myself and then be like, sorry, I don't have money for the electric. Um, so we both, you know what I'm saying? Like we both, mm-hmm. we're both responsible with our money. So we don't really worry about that, but um, we don't really talk about that. Like if we're doing purchases, for the house, like we'll talk about those together, but our right. personal ones, no, I, we never talk about it. And see, since Rob and I share everything, I sometimes, I think that's the one thing that might bother me um, is sometimes, you know, there are, I mean, he will always make more money than I do unless I strike it big with this podcast or my blog suddenly know. takes off. never know. Um, <laughs> But he will probably always make more money than me. Um, so I almost feel sometimes, I can't even believe I'm going to admit this out loud. I sometimes feel like a child, like going to him like, hey, Rob, I'm really thinking about getting a new phone. Is that okay? And he's like, why are you asking me this? But I feel uh-huh. like because of my situation with the work that I do, I don't have steady money coming in all the time yeah. that I'm spending his money. And he's yelled at me for that. Like it's our money. Right. It's not my money. But sometimes I think like with having everything so together and I don't feel like I'm contributing as much. Um, 
I can kind of feel like a child going to a parent for money. Sure. And I know I've heard other women say that before too. And I mean, we have had the discussion, like when I was in the job last year that I hated, he told me like, quit, we'll be fine. Um, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to have to depend on him. And he feels the same way about me. We're, you know, we know that we can, mm-hmm. but we just choose to not unless we have to, I guess is what are I'm trying you, to say. Are you the type of person that like freaks out? Like, I have to have more money. I, I don't want, like, is that something that really worries you and concerns you? What do you mean? Like for me, I think I'm kind of like that in some ways, like because I grew up so poor that now as an adult, I freak out about having extra money available. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely feel that way. And, you know, I got a big pay raise when I took this job. I'm so lucky. Good for you. It never feels like enough because I, like I said about grocery shopping, I overbuy, I hoard things. I have mm-hmm. plenty of money. I do not struggle at all, but it still never feels enough. Yeah. And I don't know that anybody really ever is gets to that point, but that is just my like personality. That's like a struggle that I have of feeling like I don't like that I need more. Um mm-hmm. that like I want to hoard it away almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does that make sense? It makes total sense, yeah. Um and Rob is kind of the same way. Like, there's never enough. We feel like we, we have struggle to keep with that too. Yeah, <clears throat> and that's why. We and both I think work a lot. I think, um, you know, I work for my full time job, and I don't do sponsored posts generally because I just don't apply for them or you know, mm-hmm. I turn things down. Um, I do post affiliate links. Um, that's how I make my blog income. Um, so I have it's not enough to sustain me um, right. to solely pay for my bills, but it is nice, but I'm always like posting that kind of stuff. And um, I have honestly been posting to like to know it uh, to the app more uh, because mm-hmm. again, like I'm always wanting to just make more and save more and, right. you know, do more, I guess. Um, One of our listeners um, wrote this response, which I thought was very interesting. I think that finances are always hard. My husband grew up with money and I didn't. It has been a big issue for us because our childhood experiences with money and material possessions are so drastically different. In our required premarital counseling, our counselor said we were 99% compatible, but if we had an area where um, a disagreement would occur, it would be finances. She was right. I'm more impulsive because we rarely had money in my childhood. So if I have money and want something, I tend to buy it and think yeah, less of the future. Yeah. I know it's dumb, but sometimes that poor kid that never had anything takes over and I lose my shit and spend when I shouldn't. My husband places immense value on money, having a high salary and material goods because that's how his family defines success. For me, money is a factor, but definitely not the primary reason I do anything. That's a huge difference. It's a struggle for us. I can totally relate to what she said. Like, I didn't grow up poor, but there were four of us, and my parents were very young when they got married and had all of us. Like, before 30, Mm -hmm. like, all four of us were born. So it never, I guess I kind of struggle with that, too. Um you know, when you're growing up and like 
some of your friends can have whatever clothes they want. And it's like, they're, oh my gosh, yes. clothe and feed. So I never mm-hmm. really, we always had plenty. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, we always had food. We always had clothes. Like, it was nothing that bad. But I've always loved, like, clothes and shopping. So I think that is why I do that more now. Because I, I wasn't really, able to do yeah. as much as I wanted to when I was growing up. And I, I completely relate to that. Um, he grew up similar in a similar fashion. So, um, but he is just so much better with money. Like he would just be like, you know, I'm not, and I guess two men don't need as much Mm -hmm. men can have like five outfits and they're good. I think women feel like we need more uh, to impress other women. (laughs) Um, and we need all these cosmetics and beauty products and, it's just a little more high maintenance to be a woman. So yeah, it's very, very true. But in just going kind of back to what our listeners were saying, a lot of people have separate accounts. Like Uh, one person said, we both have our separate accounts. Our names are on both of like each other's accounts, but we treat them separate. I don't think that either of us have ever made a withdrawal from the other person's account. Okay. Um, I know like the way I know someone that handles money um, and I'm not going to say their name because they probably listen to this. Uh, They basically like she is in charge of the finances and she gives her husband almost like a weekly allowance. Their money all goes into a same account and he gets like a weekly allowance. And if he wants to buy something, same for her. They have to save up for it. And then like if it's him, he has to give her the money in order to buy it. Huh. I don't that would not work for us. Um that would not work for me at all. Everybody's different. <laughs> Whatever works for you and your relationship or you personally, like I think that's great. Um I know that would not work for us, but whatever. And Another one, if their money is completely separate, she said, um, I'm assuming this is a she, could not be. If one of us is short for the month with spending money or bill paying, the other person will always help. Yeah, and we've talked about that before, um, the two of us. Like, if you're short or something happens, like, I'll give you money. We both have – we're not, like, hoarding money and letting the other suffer. Um, so I don't want right. anybody to think that it's not that at all. We're just, you know – it's just easier for us to keep everything separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, no, we are, hey, do you need, I know you've had a lot coming out. Can I help with anything? Um, we're both very willing to share. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go through some of yeah. the responses. Some people had posted that they used um, a finance what is this? A template. And it's from yeah. Stephanie at Not Entirely Perfect. Someone yeah. mentioned that. Um, Someone also we're mentioned that because yes. it is, she created a zero based budget template. I don't know that much about zero based budgeting, but you basically have to like justify every expense. I guess it's not like a bill. Um, oh, wow. You. Yeah, I had pulled it up because I had heard some people talking about it, but it's a method of budgeting in which all expenses must be justified for each new period. Um, The process of zero-based budgeting starts with a zero base and every function within an organization is analyzed for its needs and cost. Budgets are then built around what is needed for the upcoming period, regardless of whether each budget is higher or lower than the previous one. It's kind of complicated more than what I would do but I can totally see why people would enjoy this and we are going to share her templates Mm -hmm. 
on yes. here. It's an Etsy template. I think it's like five bucks maybe, but if you are interested in that, she is a fellow blogger. I would definitely check that out. She talks a lot about money on her blog and uh, she it, it like lives like a minimalist lifestyle. Um, that So if you're interested in something like that, I would check out. I'll share her blog and the template. Someone else also suggested one called You Need a Budget. Yeah. And it's a paid program, but they said the value is worth it for me. I also use a free Excel document I found online that budget that budgets debt repayment. It calculates the interest and time frame for you and accounts for extra payments, all of that. So you have an actual payoff date. That's a good idea. I um, actually signed up for You Need a Budget after <laughs> she recommended this. I haven't mm-hmm. really like dug into it yet uh, it seemed like I said I'm just really bad at this so it was a little complicated for me but they have webinars that you can take um, hmm. so I'm going to do that and try to set this up um, someone put in with a single income we have a hardcore strict budget and I'm in charge of the finances it's pretty much the same every month but if there's going to be a major shift or if he gets a bonus, I'll have him weigh in on where it goes. But basically, every penny has a name before it even hits our account so we can stay on top of things. I do that kind of with my money, especially with bills. Um, and I know like how much money I'm usually going to spend like on gas a week where I commute. So I, I am kind of like that. I'm just not as strict. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I'm looking at some others. I have always loved uh, organizing and taking care of tasks such as budgeting. So I took that task on from the very start. While I've always kept records somewhere as time goes on, I started keeping our budget by hand in a moleskin notebook, which I found kind of interesting because I think a lot of people are that moving everything more too. towards digital. Yeah. And I, um, mine, like, but I, I, I write mine down too. I do not have it digitally. Like for some reason, it just helps me more to write it down. On really? Yes. That's interesting because I always like I remember one time I was recently like around my mom and she was still like going into her checkbook. She still has like the checkbook like ledger thing. And I'm like, mom, you're still using that? Like, really? (laughs) I haven't seen someone like even if you think about it, like using checks. No, I haven't written for a million years. It feels like like I still have it. Yeah, I still have a checkbook, but. I don't keep it in the ledger, but I do keep down. um, So like I said, I get paid on the 15th and 30th. So I write down on the 15th, like what my bills are. And then on the 30th, Mm -hmm. and then I calculate how much I think I'll spend on gas in that time period. Um, Because like I said, I do commute at least three days a week. Um, So I try to keep an amount in my account for that. Um, Groceries, again, that's where I go off the rails and just like random spending on like Amazon or at the store. Right. So, um, I do. I'm with her on keeping them like that. So someone asked us since um, she said, I'm in a relationship and we're moving in together in a few months. And since you and Lindsay are both in significant relationships, I'm curious if you could also talk about how to bring up talking finances and relationships in terms of splitting, et cetera. Um, so like I said earlier, like we've lived together for, over eight years. And we agreed before we moved in together that we would split things down the middle. Uh, I moved into his house, like for reference, like we didn't get like a place together. He already had lived here for a long time. So he already had like all the accounts set up under his name. So I will just like give him money towards that Mm -hmm. each month. I would imagine if you're getting a place together and setting up all that stuff together, like you may have it may do it differently. This just happened to be 
our scenario. And I think it's important to actually feel comfortable with your partner to bring up finances. I know it can be a little tricky because a lot of people don't like talking about it. And I know plenty of people who have gotten involved in relationships to find out that they're significant other is in huge amounts of debt or something um and they didn't know about it we are so but we also keep everything separate so we're like this is what it is my bills are paid this is my credit score like we're fine you know what i'm saying like right so you guys are aware of like each other we are and And some people are not anything from him neither of us would do that I just am like, we have everything separate. And I was in my mid-20s by the time we moved in together. Um, Mm -hmm. I had my student loan debt. I had my credit card debt, um, a car, you know, like all of that. And he had all of his stuff and he has his businesses and all this. So we know what the other's bringing in. We know what the other's bills are and all that. But we just choose to keep it separate. But we're honest about it. And I think that sometimes um, it's important to have a conversation about it. Like maybe you sit down once a month or something yeah. and say, hey, we are spending too much money eating out. Mm-hmm. We really, you know, if we're going to go on vacation, we need to put more money into our travel account or whatever and just be open about it and talk about it. And I think that talking finances can sometimes um, end up in arguments. Um, yeah. But if you are comfortable enough with it and you talk about it often, I think that, you know, it will help your relationship more. Um, I will say that whenever Rob, he calls me Steen and he's like, Steen, I have a question about money. I'm like, oh shit. Like, no. like first off, I'm like, God, he's going to yell at me for spending so much money at the grocery store or something. Yeah. But it is, that is something where we probably struggle a little bit. Like not that we're fighting, but oh, like, I understand. I can be such an overspender compared yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, why did we spend this much money at the grocery store this week? Or why was Nordstrom like so expensive? Like what, right. what's going on? And at times I'm kind of glad he calls me out on that bullshit because I need to be better about mm-hmm. not spending when I don't need to. Other yeah. times I'm like, I needed skincare. Like, you know, that's where I think it could probably be a little bit more difficult with things being combined rather than separate. Things are separate. We kind of have, like, I think sometimes he doesn't, from where he's worked for himself for like so long, um, mm-hmm. a paycheck doesn't go as far as we no. want it to. So I know every month exactly how much I'm going to make as far as my my full-time income is concerned I mean Mm -hmm. the blog it's like you never have any idea some are obviously better than others um but sometimes it's like you know like I said I just had all this car stuff so it'll be like I am struggling to make it to my next paycheck um you know I think we've all have months where it's like that you have these unexpected things come up and you're like oh shit like I have a week before I get paid. And I think it's harder for him to kind of understand how that Mm -hmm. can be a struggle for me because, I mean, he gets, like, his pay is not, um, he never knows when he's going to get paid. It's not as consistent. It's not as consistent, but Mm -hmm. he's so much better with his money, if that makes sense. So we don't fight about it, but it's like, well, where did that money go? And it's like, well, I had this come up and... Right. Um, you know, that, that's why we're very forthcoming with everything, um, because, you know, we just are so different that if we're not forthcoming, then that's where we would get into arguments, I guess. 
And I think a lot of people can be different when it comes to money and finances and relationships. Like for me, I'm kind of one of those, like, you can't take it to the grave. Like, I want to live a good life. Rob is like, we need this amount of money to retire. We need this amount of money. And I'm just like, I'm not that hardcore about it. And we kind of have issues with that. That is a struggle for us. Yeah, I'm really bad. As much as I think about the future and like have anxiety, I don't plan as much for the future where that's mm-hmm. like, I do have a 401k um but I don't like probably put, uh, you know put as much towards it as I should um but yeah no I, I totally get that we're the same way I think having a financial planner that sounds so fancy but it's really not <laughs> I think that that's one thing that's really helped us though like these are our goals for the future these are things that we're working on these are things we're paying off and then they offer advice um, yeah, I mean that's important I, I mean, it's really it's more because I'll be honest I don't know a single thing like about retirement like how much money we should have it's all foreign to me yeah. and maybe that's something that I should also be researching but having that source of knowledge is really beneficial yeah definitely if you can afford to have one i, I recommend yeah. it um, um one thing i wanted to read too just as we're kind of reading some of our listeners responses um, my husband and i are both accountants so budgets are a must for us we have a joint account where we keep our money and we use it as we please we definitely have discussions if a big purchase is in order but if we're within our budget for other things we just buy if when we want Neither of us really use a tool for budgeting, but we have a note that shows where our monthly expenses are, and then we keep tabs on our credit card purchases to make sure we're in our ballpark. I just kind of wanted to read that from the perspective of two accountants. So we all kind of, I was really interested to see what she had to say because I knew that that's what they both did. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one person said, if you have a significant other, you must get on the same page. Otherwise, the situation becomes just treading water. That's I think true. that's yeah. really true. Yeah. It's really true. Um, so I think one of the lessons we've definitely learned in this is that we all pretty much some most of us have debt that we're dealing with, yeah. whether it be student loans, medicals, credit card. I don't think it's anything. I think people are embarrassed about it. Um, it's something that people don't like talking about. Yeah, and I, I don't like talking about it myself, but I do think it's an important discussion to have. Like, I think we all try to hide it, and there's no reason to do that. Like, it's we're all struggling in some way, and don't feel embarrassed by it. Just let's get out of it. Let's work yeah. towards that. We're educate yeah. yourself. Yeah. Educate yourself, like whether it's, you know, we'll link the things below that some of our audience members have talked about. I know, and I'm not saying that like I've read anything but like Dave Ramsey and that. There are resources out there. I'm not saying you should use his or whatever. I'm just saying there are resources out there to help you. There's even a lot of social media and bloggers who deal with debt and like financing and everything. There are more resources out there than ever. Use them. And I think the one thing that's really important is with our younger generation, we need to do a better job of helping them understand finances. Yeah, I definitely think that kids, and they may now, some schools get like take financial literacy courses I wish that I would have done that because I probably would have done student loans differently. I probably would never have yeah. opened credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a blogger, and I'm, I'm sorry, I never like can remember people's names, but I think her blog is called But First Coffee. 
Yes. I will share a link. She did a really good um, post on like paying off debt. Like she uses like the snowball method, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to share that. Um, I'll try to link that uh, because I found it actually very helpful. And Rob and I kind of did that. Like when we did our um, loan, we looked at, I hope I'm explaining this correctly. We took a look at like our credit cards and what the interest rates were on each of them and how much we owed on that card. And there was a certain way that Rob calculated, like we were going to pay that one off first yeah. to eliminate more debt. And I think that kind of goes into like the snowball I think so too. So I'm going to try to find her post on that and I'll link that. And we've linked, um, like I said, we'll link um, the template for the zero budget. I'm going to link the, you need a budget and a couple of other things we're both learning too. So we kind of just wanted to share some, like some of the things that we have found helpful and, you know, we're still, we're still trying. (laughs) Yeah. And just for me, if I am like, because we do use a credit card for like expenses weekly, I am trying to be better about utilizing rewards, um, miles. Like if I need to fly somewhere or something rather than, you know, I will admit I had a credit card. I had no idea that there were like reward things on it. And when I looked at how much I had available, I was like, oh shit. And that's something that I will actually use because I keep earning that money and it helps me have a little bit of extra. So I can use that money as like a cash back or I can use it, you know, to buy gift cards for us to go and do something if we want to go out for the night or something. I do try to utilize if I am going to have a credit card. Mm -hmm what credit card is going to be the one that's like best for me. Yeah, no, I think that's so, a smart thing to do. Um, I really wish I would have started doing that when I began commuting because I do mm-hmm. get gas quite a bit. Um, I didn't think yes. that I do in the future because I think we don't travel a lot, but there is like cash back with one of my credit cards that I've actually yeah. paid off. But I mean, it every little bit would help, you know. Yeah. And I think um, take a look at your credit cards. If you do, which ones are causing you like membership fees and stuff like our American Express? I'm pretty sure there's a membership right. fee in that. See if it's actually worthwhile for you or are you just having an American Express to be flashy and say you have American <laughs> Express? Because right. I know that a lot of people do that also. And so take a look at some of the fees. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And on along like that same uh, topic, one of the things I did earlier this year was get rid of things that I was like paying for every month that I wasn't realizing. Yes. Like I had a gym membership to a gym in a town where we don't even live. <laughs> so that was costing me money every month. And I finally was like, okay, you've got to go in here and cancel this. Um, I was yeah. paying for Spotify and I rarely like use it. Um, there were a couple of things like that, that I just wasn't using and it maybe saved me 50 month, 50 bucks a month, but that's still $50 that I could put towards saving. And towards that, um, someone said that they don't really stick to a budget, but she said it's those tiny $3, $12, $35 purchases that suck your budget dry. And that's true because I can go to Target. I have a Target like two minutes from my house. And I can go in there and I tell you, I cannot get out of there for under $35. And I need to be better about that because half the time it's like, oh, this is cute. It was in the dollar spot or, you know, I need to be better about because it is true. Like all those trips to Starbucks and everything, they add up and that can take, you know, extra money out of your budget so quickly. I shared this thing like last month, maybe that someone had posted and it said, uh, all that clutter around you used to be money. 
And that really stuck with me. And those like little target dollar spot purchases have pretty much stopped because it really just hit me that like I'm always trying to get rid of clutter. And Mm -hmm. you don't need all of this shit around you. We have so much stuff. And I've really been more mindful this year about spending anyway. But that's like I need to put it on my forehead or something. Yeah. You know, just to keep that in mind because like I've work close to a target and like other places and so I would go on my lunch break and be like you know what I'm gonna go in here and hit the dollar spot and you know but I don't need all that stuff I don't have room for it anyway and I would rather put that money towards savings or towards groceries or a trip you know just Mm -hmm. put it somewhere else and I'm not I don't shame if you like to shop because I do too but just I know that I have tried to be more mindful of that this year and it has helped me a lot. And I, I I don't miss buying all this junk. When you posted that, that one really hit me hard and it's true. I've tried to tell myself, be happy with what you have. Do you really need this? Are you just wanting this? And that has helped me a lot. Yeah, me too. And like, I know I like to treat myself too. Um, But sometimes that means like saving more of your money and getting like a massage instead of like Mm a $2 thing from the dollar spot, you know? um, Yeah. Just really try to change your mindset on that. And it's hard. It's a process. Like, Dealing with debt, dealing with finances, it can be very, very overwhelming. So definitely look for resources. We are not professionals. This is just how we kind of (laughs) put this. This is just how this is what works for us. I would love to know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to know, like, if you guys have anyone that you follow that deals with finances or any books or programs or anything, let us know. We'll share those with the audience because I know that finances and debt, it's something we all are dealing with on an everyday basis. Definitely. And we all probably can use some more education on this. I, I cannot agree more. So I think we've pretty much covered everything um it's given me even just like hearing you and like reading some of our audience questions it's given me a lot to think about yeah me too i think my husband will be really excited about this episode (laughs) that i can um i can learn where how i can improve and i know that i need to i mean i'm not like out spending insane amounts of money but i know that i can tighten up our budget and i need to be better like especially like at the grocery store and things like that well and again um I didn't really read it, but I there was someone had said that Becca's post on um, the on grocery shopping and meal planning had really helped them cut back on spending. So I'm going to share her post. Yeah, because it really, um, I need to follow it. I think that, and I know that they talked about we realized how much we are spending by not planning meals. That's yes. the same thing for yes. us. That's something yeah. I am trying to be better at because if we. If you eat out, it's expensive. Yeah. If you just go to the store and throw things together, nine times out of ten, I'm going to buy junk I didn't need to in the first place. So having that meal plan and everything, I think her post was a great it, – it's a great resource. One of the things um, as we kind of wrap this up, I like for a long time didn't want to face my finances. I just kind of – it was like ignorance is bliss if that mm-hmm. makes sense. I yeah, definitely. We're getting paid, but I didn't want to take a hard look 
at what was going on, like where I was spending money. And it's I, scary. I, yeah, it is scary, but you have to rip mm-hmm. off that Band-Aid. And I you feel do. so much better since I've done that. And like I track everything and I see where, like I said, I know where the majority of my money is going. And I try mm-hmm. to sit down once a month and say, okay, where did my money go this month? Like how right. did I get here <laughs> essentially? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of it is going to savings now, but I would still like look through every expense and say, did I really need to – buy this many books this month that I really need to spend this much at the grocery store could I have put that towards a debt repayment Um, really sit down take some time and look at where your money is going I know it kind of sucks and maybe you don't want to face it but it has really helped change my mindset as well Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, everyone is struggling with this. So look for resources and know that it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, small changes can equal big changes, but like, especially with paying off debt, I know someone had talked about that, that they have a problem because they want it to happen instantly, but it takes time. So keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, We're going to go ahead and I think wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. As a reminder, the Whisper Man episode for our October book club is going to be on October 30th. And like I said earlier, I've read it. I cannot wait to talk about it. I hope you all loved it as much as I did. But um, please also continue to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you for those new yes i really we really appreciate that Uh, please keep them coming if you haven't done that yet and thank you all for sharing i always love on wednesday to see that you guys are sharing our yes it really helps us um, get our name out there so thank you for doing that yeah thank you guys so much i love seeing those reviews and reading that they were like right there with us like it makes me so happy that people are finding our episodes like helpful resourceful comical like we want to do more um episodes like this we're really trying to keep the conversation open on hard topics like finances um because we think it's important for you guys yeah it's important for us so yeah definitely we're all in this together yes so thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time thank you bye bye (laughs) 